Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernett, and today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, the Naperville Men's Glee Club, Naperville Junior Women's Club, and the Career and Networking Center. You're watching Spotlight, and joining me now representing the Naperville Men's Glee Club are Dave Mueller and Steve Schutte. It's very nice to have you both here with me today. Um, Dave, I'm going to start out with you because I want to know what, what drew you to the Naperville Men's Glee Club? How'd you get there? Well, it's funny. I hadn't sung since high school, and uh, a co-worker of mine, a friend, uh, I think we were singing the national anthem at a ball game, uh, watching a ball game, and he invited me down one Saturday morning to the Glee Club told me about it, and it was amazing. I had a great time. Uh, the kids were old enough that I wasn't impacting their activities, and I've been with them ever since. That's so, a great story. You must, you must have been singing a great job with the anthem. Must have been, yes. <laughs> Steve, how did you come to join? You know, I had been uh, happily singing with a church choir, and my uh, wife and I had been in a couple of community choirs over the course of the years, but I just wasn't getting a lot of satisfaction with that. So I started looking for mm -hmm. another opportunity. I found the Glee Club online. They had a really enticing uh, rehearsal schedule for me on Saturday mornings, uh, and the idea of getting a chance to sing with uh, a bunch of guys instead of a traditional mixed classical group sounded really interesting. And so I showed up and sang a little bit and stuck with it. Nice, I like that. I love how you came at two completely different journeys to get mm -hmm. there, right? So talk a little bit, Steve, about what makes the Men's Glee Club unique. So what I noticed right away with the Glee Club was that because it was all a bunch of guys on a Saturday morning, we were never taking ourselves too seriously. Everybody <laughs> was having a good time. There were really genuine relationships that existed, and yet, we were taking the music very seriously. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a range of repertoire that we worked on from classical to pops music uh, to uh, everything except barbershop. Those are for <laughs> other groups. We never tend to do that. Um, and so we'd really stretch ourselves and get a chance to perform a wide variety of stuff while having a really good and rewarding time with the rest of the group. Yeah, I like that. It's a nice, when you talk about, you know, some things we take seriously and some things we don't take seriously. Mm. That's good. That's good. Now, obviously, something that was serious for all of us, everybody on the planet, was the pandemic. Um, and so many organizations in the not-for-profit community was certainly not exempt, were really impacted. How did you all fare during that pandemic? Well, we decided that we wanted to continue rehearsing because no one knew when it was going to end. Right. So to be compliant, we couldn't meet we found a way of uh, rehearsing via Zoom. Uh, we recorded individual voices and pieced them together into a virtual chorus so we could share them on our YouTube site uh, for people that were shut in basically during COVID to share our music. Uh, at one point we were able to rehearse in an outdoor parking garage at Navistar uh -huh. and uh, we did our rehearsals there. We ended up having a concert there uh, and then last year, last spring, when COVID was just ending, mm. uh, we were fortunate to have uh, set up a stage in a parking lot at Yellow Box Church, and our audience came in their cars and could sit and tailgate and enjoy the concert. 
So one of the things that was so amazing during that time was whereas other groups just stopped. Yeah. Our director, John, refused to give in, and we came along with him. He personally recorded you know, each of our different parts so that we could hear it. He came up with creative uh, ways for us to get together. We were almost gonna go caroling, and then Omicron hit, <laughs> and we shifted gears and did some virtual recordings. Um, it was really exhilarating how we kept focused, and we're not gonna give up uh, what we were committed to doing. Right. Yeah, and I love that too, because I think music, obviously, is such, it really feeds the soul, right? Mm -hmm. and. Uh, and I think also because everybody was feeling very isolated, being able to find a way to come together, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you talked, uh, Steve, at the beginning about just, you know, that feeling of camaraderie and everybody seemed to have these genuine relationships. So you want to keep that going, right? Right. right. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about what's next for the Glee Club. What do you got coming up next? Well, this is a busy time for us. We're just ramping up now for two concerts that happen towards the end of the year. Uh, we always do a uh, performance for the Marine Corps Ball early November. We had a couple of years there with COVID where we didn't do a whole lot, but we're ramping up. So we've got a bunch of material that we're gonna do there, a combination of traditional patriotic Marine Corps stuff, as well as light pop things that happen during their uh, dinner hour. Uh, but in parallel, we have our Christmas concert at the beginning of December. Uh, and we typically will do a handful of things that we've done before, some classical holiday songs, as well as some new popular things. Uh, and our director likes to throw some new challenging stuff at us. So we'll be ramping up here uh, in September and uh, October to get ready for those shows. Okay, and now, so the Marine Ball is one thing. Not mm -hmm. open to the public unless you're that buying a ticket, right? That but tell us about the Christmas concert. Where, where are you holding it this year? Can we buy tickets? Yeah. Sure. It'll be December 3rd, I believe, wherever okay. that Sunday afternoon is at right. Good Shepherd Church up okay. on 75th Street. Uh, so it'll be a nice mix of traditional Christmas songs. There'll be some fun things for the kids as well thrown in. Yeah. Um, and tickets will be available on our website. Uh, or you can reach us through our Facebook page to get them as well. Okay, that's nice. And and I think, you know, it's always nice to have it where it's kind of a sing-along, right? For mm -hmm. people like me who can't sing, it's nice to have a sing-along because nobody can hear me sing, but I can feel like I'm enjoying yes. it, right? <laughs> have you been to one of our concerts? It sounds I like have. you have. Yeah. I, have. <laughs> I have. I'm usually the one there saying, yeah. That's what John will be doing. <laughs> um, and you talk, I, I, I want to kind of just touch base on that one one thought that you had, because you talked about John really challenging you. Mm -hmm. Is that part of what draws you to the club too, is, is trying out new things and really sort of challenging your skill? Oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, just recently, John was selected to go and guest conduct at Carnegie in wow. April. In New York. In New York. Carnegie, yeah. And uh, enlisted some of the Glee Club guys uh, to come along and sing some very classical pieces that uh, one of which he introduced to Carnegie was the first time it had been performed there. So full orchestra, wow. all in Latin. Right. Uh, it was a very different experience for a lot of us. Um, you know, and then you'll come back and you'll have something that's got very close harmony. Uh, maybe a pop song, but it's got close harmonies that are difficult. Uh, so John, I think, tries to keep raising the bar yeah. musically for us yeah. while still having a good time and, and something that's entertaining. Right. Because if it's not, the audience isn't going to want to come. No, well, that's true, too. But nice to constantly be learning new things, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Talk a little bit, um, Dave, in terms of if somebody's sitting out there and they're like sparked, you know, maybe they haven't been found at the ball game or, you know, maybe they're not quite as, you know, active as Steve looking online and challenging himself. How, how would somebody find you and how would somebody get engaged and join the club? 
Well, the easiest way is to go to our website. You'll see we church we rehearse at the Church of the Brethren every Saturday morning. They've been so gracious to allow us to mm-hmm. rehearse there for over 30 years, uh, 9.30 to 11. And we have open rehearsals, but anyone is uh, open to come any Saturday morning. We'll find a seat for you and with a section you belong. We'll give you some music and you can experience it yourself. Okay, and nice. Even, and even if you don't have the opportunity to hit one of our open rehearsals, if you're committed yeah. to coming and meeting the group and learning the music, you can become part of the Naperville Men's Glee Club without a whole lot of pain. In fact, we have another guy who just joined us not but uh, six weeks ago and was able to perform with us in our uh, concert that we had back in August. Yeah. So nice. that was great. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's good. That's yeah. nice. And as people are trying to get out now, it's a good time to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Look for something Absolutely. new and interesting to do. So wonderful. Thank you both so much for coming by. I wish you all the best for the next couple of concerts. That'll be great. We'll look forward to uh, seeing for the tickets online. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in learning more about the Naperville Men's Glee Club, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Member FDIC. We all have a story to share, stories others can relate to, whether moments of sorrow or of hope and inspiration, whether a story of struggle or a moment of victory. Every little moment captured and shared helps us to feel more informed, helps us to feel more engaged with and connected to the community we all call home. Every little moment captured and shared adds up to something greater for us That something is the collective story of Naperville, a city rich in its volunteer spirit, its diversity, its traditions and celebrations, and so much more. In Naperville, there are so many stories worth sharing. And for the past 35 years, it's been our honor to tell those stories and share them with you. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jay Mournett, and joining me now from the Naperville Junior Women's Club are Lisa Kassar and Angie Pine. So nice to have you ladies both with us. And we're gonna start right out with you, Lisa. What's on the calendar for the Naperville Junior Women's Club? We are excited. We're planning our big fall fundraiser um, for our community charity fund, and it's gonna be at Topgolf. Uh, this will be our third time doing that. It's coming up on September 25th from 1 to 5. Um, people can reserve a bay. There'll be a buffet. There'll be raffles. There'll be silent auctions. There'll be fun games and activities. Um, it's a fun day for the family and um, for groups of friends. And we hope to um, 
just raise a ton of money for charity. So we're very excited about it. We're working on that now, and we're also seeking sponsors, and we started selling tickets yesterday. Nice, so. nice, nice. So we don't have to be any good at golf. We can just come out and have fun, right? <laughs> Chip around. Okay. <laughs> Chipping for charity. We yep. just need you to come in. And there is a, if you'd like to just come and just enjoy the fun afternoon with your friends, we do have a food-only ticket available for those that just want to come in and just have the rest of the fun. But no, I can't golf. It'll be fine. <laughs> okay. It'll be Excellent. fine. Good to know. Good to know. Well, kind of switching from yes. golf, we're going to talk about seniors for a yes. minute. So Angie, you've got this Adopt to Senior program, right? So give us a little bit of background on that. Yeah, so we're um, very excited about our uh, events that we hold at Martin Avenue, which is a um, low-income senior housing facility that's in uh, downtown Naperville. Uh, the Naperville Junior Women's Club has actually partnered with them for over 40 years, so it's very near and dear to our hearts. Um, actually, any event that we hold there is, is one of the most wanted to uh, volunteer at within our organization. Um, and we actually kind of had to pivot like a lot of organizations did during COVID. So we started off over 40 years ago doing a Thanksgiving dinner for them, which has been a long-standing tradition. Um, during COVID, we made a pact that no matter what, we were going to serve them dinner. So we actually serve them dinners to their uh, doors. Oh, um, nice. But nice. also seniors, as we know, were one of the most, uh, I guess, impacted groups, right, within the communities because they were very isolated. So we decided to expand our programs there. So we started um, a flower delivery program in the spring. We have Thanksgiving, um, obviously Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, we do Christmas presents, and then we also do an ice cream social. So we're doing an ice cream social coming up on September 8th there for them. Uh, but you can adopt a senior for a whole year for $60. So very low price to pay to, to really lighten their lives and um, put smiles on their faces. Um, so if you go to our website, you can sponsor the entire year, or we also have individual sponsorships for each event as well. Um, so if you're not able to donate the full amount, you can donate smaller amounts for the individual programs. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, and I know them. how yeah. much they love that. Yes. I mean, yeah, yes. it's the best event of the year. Anything we do there, we, we just love it because the, the smiles on their faces make all the work worthwhile. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and they have been such a longstanding tradition. Mary oh, Curbs yeah. was here not that long ago and just a longstanding tradition. Yeah in our community, a great yeah. outlet. Yes, yes right? definitely. Um, Lisa, talk a little bit about the junior rats, which I find this, you know, very interesting. So tell me a little bit more about that. We're so proud of them, um, and we we are seeking members for to join in in the fun. Um, in I think 2016, one of our members, um, actually Ann, our vice president's daughter, um, had watched her mom volunteering and wanted to find a way to join in the fun and help the community. So um, we reached out to our parent organization, which is the GFWC, um, and they have this juniorettes program. So we sponsor this club for young women. Um, I believe it's um, from age 12 through graduating high school. Um, and we help them learn how to run a little not-for-profit and do good things in the community. And every year, one of our board members um, is an advisor to the club and helps them in their work. And it's been very rewarding. They've held events at Safety Town. Their meetings are generally at Safety Town um, because of our long relationship with Safety Town. Um, they did a suicide prevention walk last year. They've done little pop-up events there. It's just a 
very feel-good thing. We're very proud of that. And it gives um, our members' daughters and young ladies around the community an opportunity to do good things and have fun. Yeah, so. well, and I think that's such an important thing, right, to oh, start yeah. that early. So important. If, if, you know, we talk about volunteerism, and I think we're blessed in this community to have a lot, but, but it isn't yeah. something you just happen into, right? It's no. a little bit, you know, you have to be kind of pulled along and trained yeah. and shown how to do that in some cases. Absolutely, and there's life skills they learn, too, like budgeting and mm -hmm. how to do an agenda and how to organize a meeting. So um, we're just very proud of them. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now you mentioned Safety Town, so let's talk a little bit about what you got coming up at Safety Town. So Safety Town, we're coming up in October for one of the community's favorite events that we host there is our trick-or-treat event. Um, we have that on the calendar for October 15th, and young people can come in. We charge a small fee per family, and that all those proceeds go to the operations of Safety Town, and then there's trick-or-treating and fun activities throughout the town for them. So... Um, and our members like that they get to dress up too. So yeah, you know. <laughs> so everybody does dress we get to, up. Yes, yeah, they do. It's a, it's a little silly moments yes. for them, and then we teach some uh, safety things around the holiday as well. So okay. um, super fun. Another group favorite. favorite. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think and talk about that for just a moment, right? Because I mean, if you've lived in Naperville, which I have for a long time, mm -hmm. you automatically know what Safety Town is. Yes. But for maybe some of our viewers who are new to town. Talk a little bit about what Safety Town is. Well, Safety Town was begun by a partnership between Mayor Pradel and, um, but he wasn't mayor yet, um, and the Naperville Juniorettes at that time. And we built this tiny town um, by the police station. And during the summer, we host um, practical lessons for uh, children going into kindergarten or, or the year before or kindergarten. Um, the commission runs those now. We've kind of separated just a bit because they they're so big now, they have their own organization, but we mm -hmm. still support them. Um, but children learn life skills and safety skills and um, real life experiences on the town. Um, and then there's fun nights too, like their bike nights and other things. And they also offer, um, there's a babysitter's uh, class they offer, um, I believe it's coming up in the fall. It's been a minute since our last uh, commission <laughs> meeting, but um, but I believe that's coming up shortly. So yeah. um, it's it's just been a great asset to the community and a favorite, and it you it know, really is. I mean, really I think is. very few communities have that, and it yeah. is such a great way to start uh, teaching safety lessons early, right? Yes, and, definitely. Uh, so that's really good. And we actually do two events there. So we do Happy Easter in the spring, yes. and then we have, which obviously has already passed, and then we do <laughs> Trick or Treat in the fall. Um, so those are our two big events that we do to help support Safety Town and the operations. Yeah, yeah. And our junior rats went there too. Um, it, we used to do it just our women, but um, in mm -hmm. April for uh, Child Abuse Awareness Month. Yeah. Um, our juniorettes have gone and planted pinwheels all around the town, and they've partnered with other organizations to do that. Um, so um, we have a very good relationship with them. We're very proud mm -hmm. of that. So. Yeah, well, and I love the fact that it sits on the campus of the police department and the yes. fire department. I think that really speaks volume, and it's a great way for our young people to get engaged with our first responders early on, yeah. right? I agree. And build those relationships. Yep. So. I agree. Yeah. Angie, talk a little bit, uh, if a viewer is listening and they're like, oh my gosh, I really would like to become <laughs> part of the club. Yeah. How do they go about that? Well, we hope that's what they're thinking when they're watching <laughs> right. We think we're a great organization. Um, we've been around for over 50 years, so we are a very long-standing um, organization within the community. Um, for more information, you can go to our website. It talks all about how to, uh, to become a member, um, the requirements. I'm actually one of the membership co-chairs 
this year. So if you reach out and ask you know, for questions, it would be either myself or, or my co-chair, Jennifer, that would respond. Um, we have monthly meetings that are the fourth Wednesday of every month at Hotvine in Naperville. So, um, you know, we, we meet there and then we have all of our other events. So we do have a few requirements just to come to some meetings, participate, you know, support our club, which most clubs are going to have simple requirements like that. But, um, you know, we feel like we're, we're a fun organization. We like to have fun, but we really like to give back to the community. And um, I think all of our members have very big hearts. So if you have a big heart and you want to give back, we'd love to hear from you. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you both so much for stopping by. Really appreciate it. And to find out more about the Naperville Junior Women's Club, please go and visit their website. Don't go away. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth, since 1868. Member FDIC. We live in a safe community, but not a crime-free community. If you see something, Say something. Be a Naperville Crime Stopper. Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from the Career and Networking Center are Kim White and Steve Eschbach. Welcome to the show. So nice to have you both here with me. I'm going to start right out with you, Kim. Uh, it's been a long journey the last couple of years. How has the center, you know, kind of emerged from this post-pandemic world? You know, it has been a long couple of years, and I think um, what every business and, and company should have done is what we've done. We've looked at um, what, are, what were some of the things we were doing prior to the pandemic, what are some of the things that we're doing now, look at our mission statement and see how do we apply those things, right? So, you know, prior to the pandemic, we weren't looking at things like the great resignation or low unemployment numbers, at least as low as they are now. And now we're looking at those types of things. And so we look at programming, how does programming change? Um, how do we accommodate um, not only job seekers, you know, unemployed, underemployed, and underemployed, but also career changers and career advancers. And we were also looking at working with our employers. How do we help employers find um, employees during this market where unemployment is so low. So we really looked at our mission statement and we've, you were working on tweaking that a little bit. Okay. Um, so that, like everyone else, you, you have to pivot, you have to be able to you know, be agile and adjust um, you know, during this post-pandemic world. Yeah, Steve, you got some thoughts on that? Absolutely, one of the things I wanna compliment uh, Kim and her staff and her team of volunteers is they are able to respond to what the community needs. So. Think about it, two years ago, the world moved to Zoom, and all of a sudden, people wanted to learn how to use Zoom. And Kim and her team were able to put together programming that was enabled them to be better at doing a Zoom environment. Most people weren't aware on how to do that. And we held a number of classes just on Zoom etiquette. You wouldn't believe that. It sounds, yeah. it sounds so elementary, but it's right? something they wanted to learn about. And, and Kim and her team were able to respond accordingly and provide the program that enabled them to succeed in that new environment. 
Yeah, and I think, well, you know, it's you never get a second chance to make a first impression, right? Absolutely. And if you can't, if you're on mute, you're on mute, you're on you know, mute. if you can't work the Zoom, it doesn't make a very good first impression. Absolutely. And then it yeah. causes anxiety for you yeah. dealing with that technology, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely, for yeah. sure. Um, Steve, talk a little bit, because one of the things that, you know, the center has often uh, focused on is networking. It's in your name, the Career and Networking name. Center. Correct. So why is networking important, and how do those skills translate? So networking, uh, what you're looking for is a known quantity and you want an endorsement from someone that can recommend you to the next opportunity. There's nothing more powerful than saying, I know somebody and they recommended me to talk to you and thought I would be a good candidate. Now, when you have an endorsement from someone that you know and the person you're dealing with knows, so if you're applying for a job and the hiring manager knows the person you're being referred to, that is a step in the right direction. It overcomes the introductory phase because you've already got the endorsement. Okay. And that goes a long way to helping the candidate succeed in that first part of the interview process. It's okay. really helpful for them. Yeah. Now, how do you guys build networking at the at the center? You yeah, know? I mean, you started off by saying it's in our name. It's what we it's who we are. Is what we do. And we tell our clients from the beginning, even even during the Zoom environment, we had to tell them. But also, you know, getting back in person, it is so crucial to landing that next job, to finding that opportunity. Is if you do not know and if you aren't comfortable with networking. It's, it's going to be difficult. So we, it's, uh, we do a lot of networking um, events. We host a lot of networking events. Job Club is one that's been around since, you know, 1996. Um, and uh, we do other networking events where we bring, we, we provide an opportunity for our clients to meet with other um, individuals so that they can create and expand their network. So that's really, really important. Okay. And, and kind of practice a little bit, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, if you're not comfortable in those situations, it, it, you kind of have to, the more times you do it, the easier yeah. it becomes, right? A absolutely. And it's practicing that elevator, you know, pitch. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to be succinct in what you're talking about. I was just, you know, on a call recently with a client, with several clients, and there was one client that um, she has a lot of great things to say. The problem is she has a lot of great things to say. <laughs> so you have to really be able to, um, you know, say what you need to say and, and so that in 30, 60, 90 seconds, someone knows exactly who you are, what you're looking for, and they're, they're you know, wanting to take the next step and, and you know, give you an interview or something. Yeah. Well, so talk a little bit about that, because obviously, I, you know, the world of work has certainly moved along. The great okay. resignation, all of these kinds of things have really impacted uh, the world of work. How what sort of programming uh, are you now doing in that new environment? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to look at um, how people look for work today, um, how people how, you know, the, how the great resignation has affected um, uh, us. Employers are having a lot of challenges in terms of you know finding employees so there's a lot of different things that um, you know as we look at what we're offering that we had to you know talk about and figure out the best way to help clients so um, for instance if you have clients who are um, our employers who are looking for you know employees and they uh, they can't find them. Well, let's talk about how do we go find those employees. What are you offering to, to employees to make your business more attractive? Are you providing, you know, a, a, a comparable salary as your as you know the next person? So there's different things that you can look at um, as you are talking about how do you come out of this with this great resignation. And I mean, it's really an employee's market right now, and I'm kind of okay with that because I think it keeps 
employers on their toes in terms of you know their offerings and, and the, the benefits that they're um, offering their, their employees. Okay. And any other new programs that you've got on the horizon? We do. So we're starting Workday Wednesday. We're partnering actually with WorkNet DuPage, which is a great organization that does some similar work uh, that we do. Um, but we, you know, we, we looked at how do we collaborate and work together with our clients. So Workday Wednesdays, we're in person, um, trying to get our clients back in person. Yeah. But we are going to be in person on Wednesdays um, at WorkNet DuPage, which is 2525 um, Cabot Drive over in Lyle. And we're going to be doing job club and um, lots of networking events in person. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're also hosting Employer Roundtable once a month. And that's an opportunity for employers to hop on a Zoom and let's talk about some of those challenges and successes and ideas that you have that you can share with, with, with other employers around the table. So. Yeah, that's nice that you're looking at it from both sides, employer and employee. Employ employers are having a hard time right now. And so, you know, we have, we have, we have um, you know, job seekers. And so let's figure out how we can work together and help Connect. get folks landed. Yeah. Yeah. As we start to wrap up, let's talk about something that everybody always looks forward to around this time of year, which is your Dancing with yeah. the Celebrities event, which funds a lot of the good work that you do for both those employees and uh, employers. So talk a little Absolutely. bit about that. Who's, who's dancing this year? We are so excited. Every year we have um, this wonderful event for the past, well, 12 years, although 2020 we didn't have it for the first time. And, you know, people are still knocking on my door, Jane, to, to dance. <laughs> so we've got some wonderful dancers. I'm going to go to my cheat sheet here because I just need to. But um, Amanda Kunzer, I don't know if you yes, know Yes, we Amanda. know Amanda very so well. Yes. to have her dancing. Patty Minglin is going to be dancing. Yes. I know you know her. Bridget Salela. Yep. Yep. And Letitia Thompson, Dr. Tish Thompson. Yes, now. She's PhD now. PhD. Uh, we have Adrian Aldridge over from out from uh, North Central College, Police Chief Jason Aries. We're excited to have him. Mike Calabrese, an attorney, local attorney in town, and Dan Ferks, who's a realtor in town. So we are excited to have these dancers. They are practicing away. They're ready to to show up at Mason Sabika and and uh, do their thing on the dance floor. So okay. And what's the date? The place to be is Wednesday, September 21st, Mason Sabika, 530 to 8.30. We have a few tickets left. We saved a few because we know there's always people who want to buy them at the last minute. So get online and purchase those tickets. They will shut down here pretty quickly. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you both so much for coming by. Really appreciate it. I appreciate the good work that you're doing. Thank you. Such an important thing. Employment is such a foundational part of our community, uh, so it's good to know it's in good hands. Thank you. And if you would like more information about the Career and Networking Center, please go and visit their website. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at UC Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. To learn more about the organizations featured on today's episode, please go and visit our website at nctv17.org. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wernett. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.